And welcome back to the Saturday Coffee Clutch with Heather Lofthouse and yours truly, Robert Reich. Um, Heather, uh, tell us about the your lowlights of this week mm. or the highlights of the week. I mean, is, Am I as look as I tired as I think I feel? Well, I'll tell you, there are a lot of things that happened this week that have an impact and will have an impact on the future. And uh, yeah, legally, all legally. across the board. Okay, so where do we begin? Can we start, please, may we, with the impeachment inquiry? Yes. So, Joe Biden, uh, what's well, happening? The House of Representatives, the Republicans in the House, uh, unanimously, I mean, this is the thing that's so flooring, without any evidence of high crimes or misdemeanors, any evidence at all, Nope. every single Republican voted to begin an impeachment process of Joe Biden. Did uh, you think a few would not? Really? I think, were you well, hoping? Well, I was. you know what I was thinking? Practical politics. There are a number of them who were elected in districts that Biden won. Right. Uh, in 2020, 2022, I thought that they might maybe be concerned about their political futures if they vote for a, an impeachment inquiry on the basis of nothing. Uh, but they obviously didn't. Now, remember that Mike Johnson has only a margin now mm -hmm. of two or three votes, depending mm -hmm. upon who is there. Uh, this is not much. I mean, it could have easily been killed yeah. had ever, everybody held out. So I, um, what's, I mean, it's, it's amazing, Heather, um, that the Republican Party is so completely dependent on Donald Trump. Yeah, and in lockstep and just. Totally. I mean, Trump has been pushing this impeachment inquiry yeah. The, uh, partly out of revenge because of the impeachment inquiry that was genuinely appropriate yep. to him, uh, two of them. Uh, but he also really wants to deflect attention during the campaign season. Yep. Uh, he's going to be, uh, you know, well, he'll have uh, in his in trials, his trials will go on, criminal trials will start in March. So he obviously figures, well, I would like to have an impeachment trial start in March so that uh, people are confused. Yeah, like, who's me? Really? Look at that guy over there. That's right. Who's, who's the worst person here? And this is a classic Trump genius marketing, I hate to say that, tactic. Well, I mean, he, this is he, what he does. He does it all the time, and he projects his own problems onto his opponents. Uh, and that projection has the has the utility of confusing yep. a lot of people. I mean, uh, and that confusion itself, he plays up. Yep, and the GOP is just in a line doing, doing what he says. That's the, that's the thing that I find so amazing, how they are all lining up. Yeah. The closer we get to the nomination, the closer, the further ahead he is, and he's so far ahead, it's clear. Yep. Um, I think that the entire party is intimidated. Yep. Now tell us about what Jack Smith this week did, because you mentioned March trials. So he did something that was aggressive and interesting. Well, it was went very, to SCOTUS. It was, it tell was, us. He went directly to the Supreme Court, and he wants the Supreme Court to rule on the question of whether a president is immune mm -hmm. from any kind of a criminal action uh, simply because he was president. If right. it occurred when he was president, not that it was part of his official duties, but if it occurred when he was president, is he immune uh, from prosecution? Uh, it's, it, it would be startling. It would mean that any president can basically do 
whatever that president wants. Yeah. Uh, you know, murder somebody in the middle of Fifth Avenue, which was, hello. Hello, we've talked about this, I know. Um, and one of his words that he used or phrases was, you know, these are of such public interest, what we're talking about, these cases, that we need to move it fast. Now, do we think they'll get back and he'll be able to keep on the timeline he well, wants to be on? Well, it's a very interesting question. I mean, Clarence Thomas did not recuse himself. Hello, Clarence, if you're watching, uh, I think that's shameful. Uh, and, uh, and, and not to recuse himself when he and his wife, right. Jenny, have been so associated with this entire uh, issue of, his, of, of Trump's criminal liability, uh, you would think that just in terms of appearance of corruption, he would and, not be involved. Right. And January 6th in particular, which brings us to another piece of news, which is that Rudy Giuliani was found guilty of defamation against... Uh, well, against uh, two workers, mm -hmm. two election workers, Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss. And what's astounding about this verdict is that the amount of money yeah. Rudy Giuliani owes these two election workers because of his defamation. Mm -hmm. They showed that they really did suffer from that defamation. There were, there were threats on their lives. Oh, yeah. There were all kinds of things. It was hideous. 148 million yeah. dollars. Now, do you remember? I remember them really humanizing and being so brave in the January 6th commission um, hearings. I remember watching those. That feels like 100 years ago now. It, it does, But we all would. We'd all watch, and then we'd, you know, confab afterwards, and we'd be texting and... Well, there's absolutely no way that Giuliani <laughs> is going to come up with $148 million. Uh, so the question is, what then? If he doesn't pay, uh, this is a civil liability. Right. Uh, what do the election workers uh, have as sort of a fallback? Can right. they continue to haul him into court? This is a Georgia decision. Yep, yep. Uh, his assets are not in Georgia. Uh, so it's going to be, it could, it could drag out. And th here's the thing uh, for everybody involved in our discussion today. Keep your eye on the calendar. This is all about the calendar. Uh, Trump is counting on delay. Yep. That's what he wants. That's why Jack Smith went to the Supreme Court. Uh, and uh, even Rudy, Rudy Giuliani would like to delay the final judgment if yep. he can't pay up. Yep. Um, because, you see, if Donald Trump, perished the thought, is elected president again, uh, Trump could release everybody, including possibly himself, from any liability, criminal or otherwise. Uh, and that is... I think what Jack Smith's nightmare is, it should right. be all of our nightmares. I think it is all of our nightmares. But I wonder if the Giuliani, I mean, just an optics precedent. I like thinking of it as some accountability somewhere. It made me feel better to see that. It was also a very eloquent a statement to the Supreme Court, hmm. of what's at stake. Uh, I didn't know that Jack Smith had it in him, frankly. I mean, oh, yeah. I, knew, I knew he was a very good litigator. But to put those words together, and I mm -hmm. wish I had them here in front of me. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they were great. I thought they were, they were really uh, sort of um, important for people to hear. Yep. This, is the, this is the federal government, this is the United States, yep. holding a former president accountable for trying to essentially mount a coup. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, maybe we can link to it. Would you like us to link to it? We can link to we, it. We, we, we can link to it. Yeah. Um, so the Fed set interest rates at a range of 5.25 to 5.5. So it didn't really do much, but... The big news signaling. was the, the Fed saying it would be reducing interest rates. Well, next that's, year. Next year. That's well, Three ne times. Next year is not 
really that far Couple away. Weeks. Uh, so, I mean, that, that's all the traders on Wall Street yep. needed to hear. Yep. Uh, and, I mean, Wall Street just went bananas. Huge, huge. Uh, not surprising. Yeah. I mean, I think everybody was waiting for the signal, yep. and the Fed gave the signal. Right. Now, this is a good thing as it relates to an election year for the sitting president? Um, I think it's it's certainly a good thing in terms of the stock market and investors in the stock market. As you know, uh, the top richest 1% of Americans has over half of all of the uh, holdings of Americans in the stock market. Uh, but it's also uh, symbolic. It does seem that people are more confident. Consumer confidence is also trending upward. Yeah. Uh, most of the indicators, Heather, are doing better than they have been doing in the past. Uh, but it's still, uh, yeah. in poll after poll, people say they no. don't really have faith in the Biden economy. And they sure do in Trump. I mean, it's not just that they don't in Biden. I mean, it's these binary poll. Did you see that one about his vermin comment, which is on Veterans Day? So this poll um, about that sentence he said, there are communist, Marxist, fascists, I hate to even repeat it, um, that live like vermin. Um, Within the confines of our country. Uh, and uh, uh, they, they lie, it. steal, and cheat on elections. And 50% of this, and it's a random poll, it's a randomized poll. So 4,400 people. Uh, so 50% agreed and 30% disagreed. With that sentence. With and that sentence that Donald Trump said on Veterans Day. Uh, I, I find that scary. <sighs> that poll was an Ipsos poll. That was a recent one. But you see, I, I do believe, Heather, that the forces, the anti-establishment forces, are the continue to be the most powerful uh, uh, force in American politics. And Trump is riding that wave yep. as much as he possibly can. You've Even been saying this since 1994. I have. I'm, <laughs> I'm a broken but really? record. Uh, but uh, notwithstanding the fact that he gave the biggest tax break in years uh, to the rich yep. and to big corporations, uh, people really do, uh, and I'm talking about non-college graduates mostly, uh, and uh, most Americans are not college graduates. And they they look at Trump and they want somebody to tish who's going to shake up the system. Yeah, and fight for them. And I think Biden's problem is not just his age, and I don't believe that's the central problem. I think the central problem is that he's been in politics for 50 years, and if anybody personifies the uh, establishment, now he's not the establishment. Right, I mean, right, right, I mean, right. Joe Biden is you know, a more of a working class yep. a union person than has ever been in the presidency since Franklin D. Roosevelt, um, Harry Truman. Let's say, yep. I'm correcting myself, yep. Harry Truman. Uh, but uh, Joe Biden still, because he's been around for so long, I know. is associated with the status quo. Yeah, it's true. And most people have no idea what he's accomplished. I know, the, the people are trying to say it. Inequality Media Civic Action tries to say it. I mean, other people, it's hard to yeah, break but it, through. But, but, but it's very hard to break through. I mean, you can't break through, uh, certainly the, it's Fox News, it's right-wing radio, yeah. um, and it's a kind of a, cultural mm -hmm. gap mm -hmm. and you have half this country now i mean 50 percent agree yeah. with that statement yeah. half the country uh, think that there are vermin and and communists and marxists and and that the country is being run uh into the ground yeah. well i i mean this is scary i know it's very scary also on the scary front if i can switch to this is the u.s abortion landscape 
as there is a header on the New York Times that I liked when there was not that header on the New York Times. Like, I needed updates every day. I like to not think about abortions and be able to get one. And the header is about abortion, freedom yeah, of choice. Yeah, it's U.S. abortion landscape. You can now go check it out on the New York Times every day because horrible, horrible things are happening. Um, so but on isn't Monday, this going to, excuse me for interrupting, yes, please. isn't this going to help the Democrats? Yes, the abortion I'll give is, you that. Abortion. I'm still mad, though. Yeah, but no, but that's good. <laughs> I, I mean, know. I, you know, it really th- is. We need it. There are two issues here mm-hmm. uh, that could help the Democrats. One is abortion. The second is democracy. Yeah. Uh, and democracy doesn't seem to be doing it. Uh, the economy certainly is not doing it yep. for most people. But the abortion issue and how closely associated Trump yep. and the Republicans are with taking away. Uh, a, ro- a woman's uh, you know, autonomy. Mm-hmm. I think that this is going to be, it is already a huge The midterms, issue. it was big, it's big in polling, so definitely. But it's still horrific to watch it unfolding. And this week, the Supreme Court decided uh, that they In would, Texas. Uh, yes. Oh, no, and that one. Well, there are two, actually right, two issues. Exactly. So you go ahead. Okay, I'll start with Texas. Ready? Yeah. Um, so I think it was Monday, and the Texas Supreme Court Um, overturned what a lower court said about this woman who is pregnant, Kate Cox, wanting to get an abortion, believing she has a medical exception. She has a high-risk, non-viable pregnancy. Um, And what's interesting is I think there are not a lot of cases brought where women are pregnant. So there's a timeliness to this and an emotionality to it that I was a little bit caught up in. Her life is in jeopardy. Is that right? Well, it depends how you define it. This is what they're saying. So it's a little, it's conflicting. The way that the Texas bans and how they overlap come together, is the life threatened? Um, life of the mother. Seriously threatened. So then it's all this legalese, which you would understand better than I would, but yeah, of the mother. So I it's speak not, legalese. I was trained. I saw that on legalese. your LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, Ipsy Dixit. Um, yeah, she's great. Um, but so, yeah, so anyway, so I think. A lot of pressure on these doctors to make these decisions. The laws aren't perfectly clear. Um, so in this instance, this particular woman was able to go to another state. She had the means, which is not the case with most people getting abortions. Um, and I just remember when we had a constitutional right to an abortion, and it wasn't in the news in this way. But I do think you're right. We should stay positive as it relates to the ability to galvanize people in this issue, right? Sorry, there's a hair flying around. Um, So SCOTUS, this was your other point. The Supreme Court has agreed to hear a challenge to the FDA and their approval of mifepristone, which has been around for ages and is one of two pills used for medication abortion or medical abortion, which is not a surgery. It's just an abortion with pills. So it's mifepristone and mesoprostol. And now they're willing to consider, "Mm, maybe it shouldn't be by mail, maybe it shouldn't be allowed at all. We really need to reconsider all of this because it is used for abortion. Well, remember, this is is. the same Supreme Court that in Dobbs uh, reversed the right to abortion. This is the same Supreme Court that has three members that were put on by Trump and by the Republicans, especially because of their views, putative views about abortion, even though they denied that that was going to be the, the case. And then you have uh, you have the other Supreme Court justices yeah. who have gone on record as being uh, suspicious of a, a woman's right. I know. Uh, I mean, this is a, a huge I know. deal. And gone are the days with Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and here we are with Amy Comey Barrett. And this is 
what it is. So we'll have to see what they say, which I'm dreading. But you're right. We'll see what they say, and then let's use it for good in ways we can. Well, let's use it. But, but again, they are going to take the case. It's not clear when they are going to issue an opinion. Right. And once again, look at the calendar. Get your calendars out, your 2024 calendar. Mark it up because th this year is going yeah. to be a hell of a year. Yeah, definitely. Trump trials, important cases at the Supreme Court, so many. Okay, so in terms of, we have to talk about this, and this is horrendous, and I'm sorry, but we can't just live in denial. Okay, so we have had some interesting happenings as it relates or not to the war in Ukraine and the Israel-Hamas war. Um, Wars going on. I can't believe that the Ukraine war, it's the two-year anniversary in February, so we have two months. I feel like... You feel like it's been going on for longer or less? Sure. I'm depressed that it's been two years. I thought when you said two yeah. years, I thought I thought to myself, wow, that's, it. that's not... I, it feels much longer than right, that. Right, right. Uh, and so I may... Think about that and the numbers that add up. Well, it's clear, isn't it, that... Uh, Putin is just waiting, can't wait for Donald Trump to be president because he knows that, that at that moment, uh, Trump withdraws all support for Ukraine yeah. and allows Putin to do what he wants to do in Ukraine uh, and withdraws from NATO and yeah. basically yeah. does exactly what Putin wants. I know. It's basically a dictatorial fist bump from across the a globe. A dictatorial fist bump. I mean, yep, That's here we are. Exactly I mean, it's, it, it, it really is. It's, they're in... Cahoots. And, you know, there are other authoritarians around the world who have made it very clear that they support Putin and they support the Republicans in the United States. Yep. I mean, look at Viktor Orban. Mm -hmm. I mean, he is a hero to a lot of the uh, right-wingers. Yeah. They've had conferences over there. Yeah. Uh, but he is somebody who loves Putin and yeah. doesn't want to take him on. Nope. Doesn't want to support Ukraine. Yeah. Zelensky was over here. Uh, yeah. And I was surprised, Heather, that he didn't get the kind of hero's welcome that he got uh, initially, mm -hmm. you know, almost two years ago. Um, he was, uh, in a way, snubbed by Republicans. Yeah, I, I mean, think, for sure. I think they uh, are preparing and are pushing to uh, kind of force Biden to make a trade-off between Israel yep. and Ukraine, yep. which is absurd. You don't have to, I mean... That would be uh, an abs absurd foreign policy. Right. It's also not how budgeting works. I mean, it's not a one issue. <laughs> no, it, it, it isn't. And I, and I, but I <laughs> fear that the Republicans in Israel, uh, in terms of the Israeli-Hamas war, yeah. Republicans think uh, that they want to get the Jewish vote uh, yeah. here in the United States in terms of the presidency and all of the all of the elections that are going to go on in 2024. Yeah. Um, they were scared of the kind of anti-Semitic stuff that was occurring in the Republican Party. You know, Jews will not replace us. Remember that, uh, Charlottesville. Um, and uh, this give, gives them a twofer. Yeah. And when they go after college presidents mm -hmm. that will not, they in their terms stand up for Jewish students or stand up for Israel, right. uh, they get a threefer. Yep. I did like your Substack this week about money in schools, as I would say it, money in politics in the form of elite universities. I thought that was an important Substack. And I also liked your Substack 
with your students. You read my Substack this well, week. I mean, Heather, I, get, I get them in my <laughs> inbox in the morning. It's hard to deny well, them. I, I, but they're, this one was really, I don't know, reassuring or something. Um, the one where you talked with your students about um, the Israel-Hamas war and where do things stand. And you had a for, what I would call a moral philosophical discussion, it seemed to me, where you I, talked about explanations versus justifications. Yes, I tried to get them to be precise. Yeah. Uh, and I, if I sat down with them. I told you last that I had done this. Yes. And uh, asked them to, the first thing, not think of themselves or not try to get out of the frame of being pro-Israel or pro-Palestinian. Um, and there were some Israelis, there were some Palestinians, there were some Arabs, there were some, it was a real cross-section of students. And, uh, and then once we got into it, I asked them to try to be clear about the moral issues, or what's really at stake here, uh, and try to separate justification mm -hmm. for, from explanation. You see, a lot of them immediately wanted to explain why Israel had done what it did or why Hamas uh, on October 7th attacked Israel. Uh, and I said, well, let's, let's, let's hold that. We're not really interested in explanations. We're interested in moral justification. Is there ever a moral justification, for example, for killing innocent civilians? Right. Is there ever a moral justification for arguing that an entire group of people on the basis of ethnicity or their religion ought to be uh, killed? Right. Is there ever moral, and they, we, once we got into this, they reached a remarkable degree of agreement. This is, I'm so thrilled to hear this because I think for them to be able to suspend their, you know, anger, beliefs, whatever it was, for the moment and to do this intellectual exercise with you that was so important is remarkable. Well, I was very and proud not, of them. Yeah. It went on about four or five hours. Uh, it wasn't easy. Uh, emotions ran very high. Mm. But what I wanted to do was imagine. provide a kind of a template that it could be used elsewhere. Yeah. Well, good for you, and good for those students. <sighs> um, okay. Well, we have to look. You know, there, there, are, there are little um, kind of shoots of green, positive energy. Mm -hmm. you know, even, even these days, you know, in the midst of terrible wars, yeah. in the midst of Trumpism, uh, in the midst of uh, our, you know, the climate crisis yeah. and the crisis of democracy, um, and I think it's important to find them. It's important to talk about them. I like that idea, little green shoots coming shoots, up through the little dirt. Little green shoots of yeah. good news and optimism. And xylem and phloem. <laughs> hmm? Yes. You know, green shoots. Yes. Chlorophyll. Chlorophyll. Um, they're looking to grit, go bigger. You You're know. a scientist. You no, are. I love yeah. biology, though. Hmm. Um, you know that. Photo, I did. Phototropisms and gravitropisms. No, I didn't you know love any, those. I know photosynthesis, you love those. I knew. Yes, that's a good one. That's the too. only one right. Well, that's an know. essential one. So if you're going to know one, photosynthesis is good. Okay. The Which gets us to the climate, actually. Oh, uh, yes. I mean, I'd like the, to. Uh, the climate uh, conference. COP28. Uh, uh, it really ended much better than I thought it would uh, with a 200 nations agreeing to reduce fossil fuels and fossil fuel emissions and to do it in a proportional way and find an equitable formula. Um, now, this is, this is not exactly like the Paris Accords, but it is a, a small positive step. Yeah. And my big fear was that everybody was going to go home and, and do nothing. Which is so depressing. I mean, who, 
Well, not I, an option, people. I think everybody, every nation is beginning to feel the consequences of climate change and see how large the bill is. Yep. Uh, and a lot of people, a lot of people at the grassroots, people on the street, are saying something has to be done. Yeah. Uh, we are willing to sacrifice some material comforts for the sake of uh, avoiding extinction. Yep, 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 yep. Um, okay, so, oh, did you hear this one this week? So um, there was the first ever AI chatbot that helped with a campaign. That's all we need, Heather, is AI chatbots. Yeah. So this campaigns. is what happened. So people in Pennsylvania's 10th district, I think that was it, got a call. Hello, my name is Ashley, and I'm an artificial intelligence volunteer for Shemaine Daniels' run for Congress. How can you have an artificial intelligence volunteer? volunteer. I mean, really? Well, I mean, she, I just, she just signed up when I, she was I, made I, to sign up. I don't know. Shemaine Daniels. Designed to I mean, sign up. What are you doing with artificial intelligence volunteers? Well, so, but that's the thing. So she's a Democrat, and it's interesting. Do we need laws on this is what I would ask. So in this instance, I mean, there's going to be bias. There's going to be gender bias. There's going to be racism bias, we're gonna have all sorts of problems. But I mean, it's good that they, the bot announced that she was a bot, because a worse to me is Ashley not saying she was a bot. Well, worse to me would be somebody imitating, you know, Joe Biden or imitating a, a politician yeah. over the phone and saying, I really need your vote right. with well, you, the same voice. But you knew that um, Mayor Eric Adams in New York got in trouble recently because he had an AI-generated version of himself calling people, but in different languages. It was him in different languages, but he didn't actually speak them. But it was his voice yes. in different languages? Yes, Wow. Which is an ethical breach. Well, what is an ethical breach when it comes to AI? This is what I mean, you and I, I mean, should start working on quick. I, I mean, can, I, maybe we I, interview I, someone I can, who's I, working can on I, it. Can I tell you a personal yeah, thing? Yeah, I I'm, think. I'm a hologram. <gasps> I'm, I'm, I thought it was a hologram. Oh, <laughs> You're a hologram. Well, I'm a hologram. Hologram, hologram a makes hologram. you seem like you've well, got a halo up but there, but, but I don't but see we it. Are, we are getting so close to you know, the Stanley Kubrick uh, oh, it's notion wild. Of, 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 a, of a world in which you can't tell you know, That's between it. Uh, who's real and who's not and real. And many people and have then, said this is the AI election coming up, the first AI election, though I just read something else that said it was the TikTok election. So it's hard to know which election you're reading about. Well, um, I think uh, Donald Trump does uh, replicate artificial intelligence as opposed to oh, real clever. intelligence. Very clever. Uh, but I think that you're right in, in, in kind of bringing this up because I, I, you know, it's, it's, it sounds like a kind of a silly thing, mm -mm. but it is the edge of the wedge. That's it. And this was phone calls, you know, in the district, but next is you don't know who it is. It's coming it's nefarious. It's trying to get money out of you. I mean, you've got to understand well, what the purpose is and what the means. At a time when the truth is itself up for grabs. I mean, that there is so much contention about what is real and what is not real. And Donald Trump has made fake news, yep. a kind of meme. Uh, to have artificial intelligence thrown into the middle of all of that uh, makes uh, is, is, a, is yep. another big challenge for democracy. This is the first of many stories on that front. I okay. do believe so. I'm going to put down, I have a terrible fear of spilling my coffee clutch coffee all don't, over both please, laptops, by the way. Did don't. I just manifest that? Okay. With that, thank you for joining us, everybody. Oh, well, Heather, it's been a pleasure so good. seeing you Here again for the coffee glotch. And everybody out there, you have a very good and safe week. 
We will see you next Saturday.